0: Greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every weekend, same time, same station. And we're here for you to help you understand how you can improve your health at any stage of your age, any stage of your condition, and you can make changes within three to six months if you make some really dynamic changes, not just reducing calories, not just making some minor changes, you have to make some wholesale changes because the American diet is killing people. Ultra-processed foods kill people. Not like tomorrow they drop over dead. But in time, it takes away their life. They become frail. They die prematurely. They have cancer. They have heart disease. What people are eating today, that's called the standard American diet, is very unhealthy, totally unnutritious, non nutritious. And so we are trying to get through life on a diet that is not designed for health. It's designed for manufacturers to make money. The food manufacturers make garbage. And in many cases, just using white flour. No nutritional value. Vegetable oil, sugar, coloring, flavoring, and then design it in some form or shape, and they call it food. It's so far from being food, it's not even funny. The food that we are eating today is killing Americans every day, from heart disease, cancer, type two diabetes, and you go on and on and on. So I want you to know that you can change your life. You can be healthier. And if I could take you by the hand and hold your hand for six months and guide you to the principles that I believe will change your life, you'd be off all your drugs within six months. You'd have a new lease on health you never thought possible. Your arthritis would be 50 to 90% better. You'd have very less, very, very little pain if you are experiencing pain. You'd have very little inflammation. You'd have very little risk of diseases and very little risk of dementia or Alzheimer's disease. You're gonna get older By the day, but you can get younger as you get older. I want to die young at a very old age. That's what we all should strive for. So, always we are here to help guide you. We don't make decisions for you, do whatever you want, but you have to pay the consequences of what your choices are. So today we're going to talk about amla, A-M-L-A. It's commonly called Indian gooseberry. It's a berry. But I've been in India many, many times, and I picked these berries off a tree. They grow on a tree. They're about the size of a small plum, but they're called a gooseberry, Indian gooseberry, amla. I'll tell you more about that in just a moment. Then I want to help kids focus better. Reduce ADD, ADHD. How to focus. How to have a better mental concept. And then we can give our gut a boost with nuts primarily almonds, and then they predict 2024, the year that we just slipped into, the year of cancer. You'll want to hear about that. And then how to take multivitamins for a slow memory loss, slowing down, losing your memory. How do we reduce diabetes risk? Some say drinking milk. We'll discover more about that in just a moment. And then always, I love to talk about extra virgin olive oil and all of its properties. It's the most super food of all foods available for us to consume on a daily basis. Experts say that olive oil can cure, prevent, reverse all the diseases known to man. It's the only food that can correct all these conditions. So simple to take one to four tablespoons a day of extra virgin olive oil. We drink why? We don't even drink. In the Mediterranean country, they drink. And I mean drink. Olive oil. At least a shot glass or two in the morning. Some as much as a cup of olive oil in the morning. We just drizzle it on food. We might dip our bread in some olive oil. We consume about a half a liter per person in the United States. In the Mediterranean countries, it's up to 22 liters. That's about 50 times more than we do in terms of consumption of olive oil. And it's one of the most powerful medicines you'll ever take off a spoon. Then we'll talk about DIM. D-I-M. So let's just jump off. We're going to talk about AMLA. Do you really need to reduce your cholesterol levels? I say no. Satin drugs being prescribed by physicians is one of the biggest myths of all medical procedures. Cholesterol is not a bad substance. It's actually our friend. It is so critical for the health of the body that when God made our bodies, I believe God, made our bodies, we have a mechanism in our body involving the liver that produces natural cholesterol as a nutrient, as a substance of health. We make all of our hormones from cholesterol, estrogen, testosterone. All these good hormones are produced. In fact, cholesterol is the mother, producer of all hormones. We make our vitamin D along with sunshine and cholesterol produces our vitamin D. We can't live without cholesterol. More people die from heart disease and heart attacks having low cholesterol. Now, at one time, the CCD said that we should have around 220 to 240 levels of cholesterol in our body, in our blood. So then they started this whole theory is that cholesterol is bad for us. There There has never been a study, ever, to prove that cholesterol damages our heart. It was an observational study, just looking, not proving. And then they found that about 100 million people are on statin drugs, but now they want your cholesterol to be down to 200. That just widens the margin of populations that need more statin drugs. Means that they increase their margins of dollars as well. You know, researchers analyzed the data from 47,000 people age 75 and older with no history of heart disease who are taking statin drugs. Get that. 47,000 people, 75 and older. And the older you get, there is no value whatsoever to a statin drug. There is only a small, narrow margin of people that might require a statin drug. Any man, I'm not saying men and women, any man between the age of 40 and 60 that has already had a heart attack, a statin drug may be appropriate. But that's all. And it's a very small category of men. But after age 75 or older that have had no history of heart disease, actually they have no value taking a statin drug. And from this study, statin drugs were not associated with a reduced risk of heart disease or death from any cause. Except for one very small specific group, based on this study, people ages to 75 to 84 with type 2 diabetes. After age 85, no benefit whatsoever from statin drugs was found including people with diabetes. Keep this in mind, these are studies. This is not what your doctor is saying. These are actual studies and very well done studies with a very large population of participants in the study. Not a very small study, not for a very short period of time, but a lengthy study with a large population of people. And these are qualified scientific researchers. Keep these numbers in mind. You might say, oh, my mother is 85, the doctor wants her to take statin drugs. No, 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 no. No value. Actually, studies have shown that for every person with a heart attack prevented by a statin drug, Get this, remember that. Studies that have shown that for every person with a heart attack prevented by a statin drug, two or more people suffered liver damage, kidney failure, cataracts, or extreme muscle weakness from statin drugs. It caused so much damage. If you gave a hundred people a statin drug, it would prevent one person from having heart disease or heart attack. And 99 people would have all these other conditions, side effects of taking statin drugs. So stop worrying about your cholesterol. 25% of the body's cholesterol is found in your brain. In your brain. Your brain contains 60% fat and 25% of that fat is cholesterol. Is it a coincidence That since we have been, since doctors have been prescribing statin drugs, we have a new disease called Alzheimer's disease. It came on about the same, same time. When statin drugs were prescribed, all of a sudden we have this new brain disease. Because the body and the brain needs, requires, can't live without, cholesterol. The lower the cholesterol, the more unhealthy you are. A study found that 32 years of data from 1968 to 2001 on cholesterol levels and mental function collected from 1,500 women found declining cholesterol levels from midlife to late life dramatically, significantly reduced, excuse me, increased increased the risk of dementia. We need cholesterol. It's not the enemy. It's not gonna kill you. They're just making lots of money on the drugs that are prescribed for lowering cholesterol. We have all been brainwashed by the drug companies in their attempt to get more money from prescriptions. And what you should be though, you should be concerned about low levels of HDL levels. That's the good cholesterol, the high density lipoproteins that carry cholesterol. You should also be worried about an increased amount of inflammatory compounds called triglycerides, and oxidize, oxidize cholesterol. So, this is where AMLA comes in Indian gooseberry. AMLA prevents oxidation of LDL. That's the low density, or otherwise known as the bad cholesterol. And it's not always bad. There's two fractions of LDL cholesterol, one fraction. Is a very, very tight, dense, concentrated cholesterol, like BB's. And then there is a very fluffy type of cholesterol that is almost like a marshmallow, puffy, big, and that is very safe. The low density that is like a BB is the dangerous kind so just because your cholesterol level is high doesn't mean anything you have to take into consideration the various fractions of cholesterol the doctor might take your cholesterol level and say oh my gosh it's it's 284 you need to take a drug no no you don't need to take a drug what are all the other fractions what's the triglycerides what about the level of oxidized LDL. Now, clinical trials have proven 98 people with abnormally high lipids or total cholesterol, triglycerides, and the LDL cholesterol, the bad cholesterol, received either AMLA, 500 milligrams twice a day, or placebo for 12 weeks. Now, here are the results in the AMLA group. This is a natural plum or Indian gooseberry. Now, 73% of the group taking AMLA had significantly lower total and LDL cholesterol. That's what you want. Not just to lower your cholesterol level. Now, 89% of the people in the AMLA group had a reduction in triglycerides. In a separate trial of AMLA versus placebo, HDL levels increased by 14%. That's the good cholesterol. It's going up 14%, higher. Taking 1,000 milligrams of AMLA daily about 500 milligrams in the morning, 500 milligrams before bedtime. Gives your cholesterol levels in balance. You want them in balance. You don't want to lower them. You want the right fractions to be correct. You want the right fractions to be high and the bad fractions to be low. That's what AMLA does. It balances the cholesterol. Where a drug like statin drug, interrupts the enzyme system that makes cholesterol, so you don't make any. Do You wonder why you feel tired, fatigued, your hormones all out of whack, you have muscle pain, you can't think, you have dementia. That's the side effects of the statin drugs. And then you don't make vitamin D, you don't make your hormones naturally. Is it worth the risk to take a statin drug? Because the lower the cholesterol, the more damage is being done. This enzyme system in the liver is interrupted by the statin drug. That same enzyme system that makes cholesterol also makes CoQ10 a very important nutrient discovered at the University of Wisconsin in Madison, Wisconsin from the heart. It was found in the heart naturally because CoQ10 is one of the most significant nutrients for heart function and health. And yet the same enzyme system that stops the manufacturing of cholesterol also stops the manufacturing of CoQ10 in the body. So, if you are certain you want to take statin drugs, then you should also take CoQ10. And the one I would prefer is a Chewable 100 milligram CoQ10 because a Chewable mixed with gamma cyclodextrin a carrier that increases the absorption. It's a natural carrier, been on the market for 125 years, no side effects, no adverse events, but it increases the absorption of nutrients. And in this case, the chewable form is increased by eight times. So it's like taking 800 milligrams of CoQ10, even though it says 100 milligrams, but because it's absorbed at a higher rate, it's equal to 800 milligrams of standard CoQ10. This is extremely valuable for balancing your cholesterol. Now we just have a few minutes before we go into our break. So let me help you think a little bit about how to get your kids to focus. Well, the first step, if you wanted your kids to be smarter and to have a better function and a better focus at school the first step is change the diet no sugar no foods made with sugar no refined flour carbohydrates no soda sweetened drinks crackers candy cookies bread pasta cake or ice cream i threw, i know you're throwing up your hands and saying well good gracious What are they going to eat? That gives me a sign that that's all they eat, all the foods I've mentioned. And no artificial coloring. You may have not known, but the amount of artificial food coloring coloring children consume is five times higher today than in the 1970s. And researchers then have connected artificial food coloring with increased severity of ADHD and ADD. Help our kids. I just have such a calling to wonder what's going to happen to our kids as they grow older in this world of craziness. It scares me. And step two, two additional Nutrients to help children focus. Fossil titled Sterine. It has been clinically proven to increase attention and reduce impulsive behavior in children. When I was a kid, I should have had a gallon a day of that. I was a hellion on wheels when I was a kid. And I had such an impulsive behavior. In a study of children, ages 4 to 19, suffering from ADHD, 90% of the kids improved after supplementation with fossil serine and French grapeseed extract. It reduces the inflammation. ADHD is strongly associated with inflammation. autoimmune disease. A recent study found that high levels of inflammation in infants was associated with increased risk of ADHD later in life. Grape seed, French grape seed, without the tannins, has been shown to reduce the specific markers of inflammation associated with ADHD to near normal levels. Well, here are two very important nutrients that are extremely valuable for kids to give them the mental edge they need. They will actually perform better, be able to concentrate better, to think better, focus better. And that's all a matter of performing in school. We're lagging in the world in terms of our school kids. But think of the diets that we have here in America. I go around the world and I don't find kids eating the diet that is so strongly associated with kids in America. We're feeding our kids junk and then we want them to perform well. You can't take a machine or a car and put oil in the gas tank and have it perform well. Now, we're not putting oil in our kids, but we're putting the food that wasn't meant to be there garbage. So, if you're putting garbage in kids, you're going to get garbage back. I got to pause, folks. I'll be gone for just a few moments. Don't go away. I'll be right back. We got to pause for some commercials. This is Terry Talks Nutrition. I'm Terry Naturally. I'll be back right after these messages. Welcome back, my friends. This is Terry Naturally with another half hour of Terry. Nutrition, we're here to the top of the hour, we're here to help you understand more about your health and nutrition and how you can make those changes to live a longer, healthier life. Yeah, I know, you don't want to live a long, health, long life without being healthy. That's not the way to do it. But you can grow older, and we do every day, but in a healthy way, gracefully aging making the best of it all. So I want to give you some more research on how you can give your kids much, much more value. I gave you, originally I gave you fossil-tidal sterine, French grapeseed extract. These are all very important nutrients for the brain of children. But now here's some new research on saffron, S-A-F-F-R-O-N, saffron. It's the most expensive spice in the world. And now saffron has been shown to stimulate the neurotransmitters associated with ADHD, including serotonin and dopamine, in a new trial. Researchers treated kids ages seven to 17 with either 30 milligrams of saffron at night or Ritalin in the morning for three months. And the result of this research study, both treatments worked equally as well in improving symptoms of ADHD. The kids taking saffron had better brain function, better sleep, than the kids taking Ritalin. And looking at specific symptoms, saffron was so superior to the drug that reduced hyperactivity. And there are no known side effects or adverse events with taking saffron. While young kids on long-term use of Ritalin has been associated with decreased appetite, insomnia, headache, and anxiety. So on the drug, there are side effects. You don't want side effects for your kids when they're going to school, reducing their appetite. They can't sleep at night. They have headaches, they have anxiety. When you put them on a drug, you might gain one small benefit, and then you have all these other side effects that now maybe have to be treated with other drugs. One drug produces a merry-go-round of drugs. So how do you use this combination? Well, here's the combination that I like. Start with about 30 milligrams of fossil tidal and 25 milligrams of French grapeseed extract with rhodiola, L tyrosine, NAC, NAC, L taurine, vitamin B6, DHA, DMAE, vitartrate. This is a complex formulation that is suitable for children of any age, especially after the age of four, all the way from four to 18 years of age. And you give that to them once daily. You can increase the dosage as you, as you might need, even every few days until the calmness and focus is, is obtained. Try 15 milligrams of saffron with 150 milligrams of curcumin daily. You can also consider omega-3 from salmon, a small tablet of salmon extract. And in a study of school-age kids, those with diets low in omega-3 had a 30% increased risk of developing ADD and ADHD. Let's take care of our kids. They deserve it. Now, almonds are good for your gut. What effect do almonds have on your intestines? Well, that kind of perplexed a lot of scientists. They wanted wanted to know too. So researchers recruited 85 volunteers who typically ate unhealthy snacks, chips, candy. You might say garbage. For one month of the study. So they loved it. They were force-fed junk. Now, one group replaced their usual snacks with two ounces of almonds, and the other group received calorie-matched muffins as a control. And the result of the study, those that consumed almonds increased the level of short-chain fatty acids which help reduce intestinal inflammation and keep the intestinal barrier stronger by 32% versus the muffin eaters. And additionally, the almond eaters had 1.5 additional bowel movements a week, suggesting that almonds might be helpful for people who suffer from constipation. Now 2024 is predicted to be be the year of cancer. Increase in cancer cases are predicted in the year 2024. American Cancer Society is predicting a record, two million new cases of cancer In 2024. And with the incidence of six of the top 10 cancers increasing, increased breast cancer, increased prostate cancer, endometrial, pancreatic, kidney, and melanoma, all of these cancers will increase in the year 2024. That means there will be 1,600 deaths from cancer every day. 1,600 deaths from cancer every day throughout the year and beyond. And cancer is increasingly so much so that it's affecting younger people as well, well under the age of 50, even teenagers. 16, 17, 18. This trend is especially notable for colon cancer, which is now the most common cause of cancer death for men under 50. It was the fourth leading cause of cancer death in the 1990s for this age group. And really, colon cancer is almost, I would say, 95% completely preventable. You can prevent colon cancer. Precancerous polyps can be detected and removed. Diet, physical activity, Weight management will significantly reduce the risk of cancer development. Make these changes, improve your diet, get more physical activity, get your weight down. Obesity and being overweight isn't just being out of shape, it's being sick. And you increase or we will increase all diseases through being overweight, the number one cause, the number one cause of breast cancer in women is being overweight, obesity. And another increasing type of cancer now is cervical cancer, which has been increasing as much as 5% a year in young women under the age of 45. Our cancer comes from our lifestyle. 98% of all cancer is caused by our lifestyle. There was a study with a large population of Japanese people who were free of all disease. And in time, they all moved to Hawaii And within five to 10 years, they all had the same cancers, the same diseases that we have here in America because they changed their lifestyle. They ate the food of Americans. They got lazy like Americans and they had the same cancer as Americans. Cancer is much more preventable in Japan with the lifestyle and the diet of the Japanese. But you know, you can have more control over whether or not you will have cancer than you ever, ever realized. There are some things, of course, you can't control, your genetics and your age. But you know, only 2%, 2% of the cancers, are caused by genetics and age. Because now we're seeing more cancer in kids. I see all the time St. Jude Hospital looking for research for kids that can't have cancer. They come from everywhere. And I do really appreciate the hospital for doing what they're doing. However, we see more cancer in little kids. Kids, cancer was, cancer was always a disease of the aged, when they got to be 70, 80, 90. You can do things to prevent cancer, to reduce the risk of cancer. And you can significantly reduce your risk of cancer. Absolutely. Don't smoke. Nine out of ten lung cancer deaths are caused by smoking or exposure to secondhand smoke. But it's just not lung cancer. Smoking can cause a lot of different kinds of cancer. It's one of the top causes of overall cancer. Obesity is the second. Being overweight, get in shape, lose the weight. And lose the weight, don't lose it just by cutting calories. Change your diet. And I definitely say, change it to the ketogenic diet, where you'll increase good proteins and good healthy fats. And you'll lower your carbohydrates and no sugar. And when you change your diet, you're giving yourself the best chance possible. And automatically, you will lose all the weight you need to lose. You don't have to buy products. You don't have to buy supplements. You don't have to buy anything. Just change your diet. Here are two websites that I recommend highly that you check out. The first one is called theketogenicdietresource.com. ketogenicdietresource.com. KetogenicDietResource.com. And the other one is called the Diet Doctor. These two websites will help you learn more about the ketogenic diet and how valuable it is to getting to your goal of having a significantly increased health in your lifetime. And for every 10% increase, In ultra-processed food intake, breast cancer risk increases by 16%. Maintain a healthy weight, which I just recommended. Try to get your weight down. Excess weight or obesity boosts risk of death of any cause, not just cancer, but of any cause. By anywhere from 22% to 91%. Too many people in America are obese. It almost is approaching 50% of Americans. It's 48% of the black community. 44% of the Hispanic. And 42% of Caucasian. And we predict by the year 2050, everyone, if we don't change, everyone in America will be obese. And move your body. Moderate to a vigorous exercise two or three times a week reduces the risk of all cancers, all cancers by 40%. Lose your weight, move your body, two of the biggest factors to prevent cancer. And we don't participate. And everybody's wanting funding. The answers are already there. There is no drug that will ever cure cancer, never. There's no drug that will ever cure cancer. Some have been successful, some have survived but there is no known drug that would be ideal for every form of cancer. And they don't have any idea what cancers will be treated with what drug. In fact, Dr. Ajay Goyle and I wrote a book on how how to prevent cancer. Look for it. It's an excellent book. Go to my website. TerryTalksNutrition.com. You can buy it off my website, or you can buy it off Amazon. Multivitamins. Everybody should be on a multivitamin. Get all the all the vitamins and minerals you need. But I don't recommend ever recommend a one a day. I don't care who makes it. There is not a pill in the world one pill in the world one day they can put all the vitamins and minerals at the necessary levels of those nutrients in one pill. Impossible. Absolutely impossible. Can't be done. So you got to take at least two tablets daily. And in some cases, I would like to see people take four tablets daily. You just can't concentrate all the vitamins and minerals that our body requires on a daily basis into one little tiny pill. It can't be done. Just by sheer volume, you can't get all that into one tablet. If you took all the vitamins and minerals we need on a daily basis and put them in your hand, it would be about the size of a golf ball. Now, I don't know anybody who can swallow a golf ball. So you have to divide them up into two or three tablets daily. And there are some very good ones out there that are in two tablets daily. That's the one I like. I take one in the morning and one at night. And now we know that multivitamins will slow Memory loss these are done these are studies. daily multivitamin and mineral preserves your memory. A new study finds that a daily multivitamin and mineral supplement with at least 20 key essential nutrients. Reduces the risk of dementia and slows cognitive function and aging. The one I take has 35 key nutrients. You want to get all of them, not just some of them. Researchers gave thorough mental assessments to almost 600 study participants, all over the age of 60, over a two year period. Half of the subjects. That received the multivitamin and mineral supplement, and half received a placebo. They found that regular intake of a daily multivitamin and mineral significantly improved overall mental function and memory versus the placebo group. Older bodies sometimes have more difficulty absorbing nutrients. So when looking for a multivitamin and mineral supplement, consider those with nutrients that have a high biological form of nutrients, where no conversion by the liver is necessary, and they use chelated minerals which are more easily to be absorbed. Absorption is the key to being well. You can take a lot of different nutrients that are very poorly absorbed, or not at all, and doesn't make a difference if you keep increasing the dosage, you're not doing any more value. You've gotta be able to increase the absorption. Absorption is the key to everything in the body. If you can't get it out of the intestinal tract, after swallowing it, into the bloodstream, so it can circulate to the various organs and glands and cellular tissue, it, it, does no, it does no value, it has no value. It's gotta be absorbed systemically throughout the whole body. The more absorbed, the better it is. Now what about milk? What about drinking milk? Especially considering if it will reduce the risk of diabetes. This is another study on milk. There's a lot of different kinds of milk out there cashew milk, you know, coconut milk, almond milk, oat milk. They're not milk. I hope you realize that they're just another combination of nutrients put together in a laboratory. They sound good, they sound healthy. They're not. Healthy. Researchers collected data from over twelve thousand adults, including whether they had a genetic mutation that reduces production of lactase. Lactase is an enzyme. It's the enzyme that breaks down milk sugar, otherwise known as lactose, anything that lacks like sucrose. Or glucose, anything with a toast, T O S E, lactose, means a sugar. And L A C means milk. So it's sugar milk or milk sugar. Although it seems backwards, the people lacking the enzyme lactase who drank milk had higher levels of beneficial gut bacteria and a 30% reduction in the risk of diabetes. So in this process of the study, the researchers noted that even people who do not produce lactase can usually tolerate at least one glass of milk before symptoms like bloating and cramping appear and possibly diarrhea. Milk contains high levels of important vitamins and minerals, calcium, potassium, and vitamin D plus protein. It's a very healthy food. And being in Wisconsin, our dairy state, we should be very proud of the milk we produce. And especially if we could find raw goat milk or raw cow milk would be a huge Advantage. If you know anybody that produces raw goat milk, please let me know. I used to be able to buy it several years ago, and I I thrived on it. It was fantastic. And my source, sorry about the pun, my source dried up. Not the goat dried up the person producing the goat milk dried up. They left the area. So no more goat milk. But now, many states allow you to buy raw cow milk from farmers. They won't sell it commercially. They won't sell it in stores. But if you want to go to a farmer and make a deal on your own to buy raw goat milk, excuse me, raw cow milk, you can They've allowed that as a way to let people have raw milk without selling it over the counter. So that's one good thing in our advantage. Try to get raw milk. It has all the enzymes. You know, that's why they pasteurize it. They pasteurize it until the enzymes are dead. The enzymes are what makes the milk special. And when you pasteurize milk, it doesn't sour. It rots, sour milk is good. And all the bacteria that's in milk is beneficial. Find a good friend, a good farmer that'd be willing to sell you raw cow milk. And if you know anybody with raw goat milk, give me a buzz. I would, be, I would love to have it again. So that one, my friends, we're almost out of time. It's always a genuine pleasure to know that you're there. Even though I don't know who's there, I hope there's a lot of people there. I hope you all enjoy what we are bringing to you so that you have some knowledge of ways to make yourself healthier. And you know that there is a lot of science out there on natural products. There's a lot of research out there on natural products. It's not a a dead science. It's true and that we have a lot of benefit from food as food really, truly is our medicine. So with that, my friends, say a prayer for this crazy, crazy world. I don't see it getting better soon, but pray that it will. God bless you, and God bless this great country. Thank you for listening to Terry Talks Nutrition Weekly Show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio.